This is the voice of Carnage, and you are listening to Carnage Cast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Carnage Cast, the podcast about tabletop gaming and the convention at which we play them, Carnage, right in the heart of New England. Today, we're going to talk about Zulkin, the Mayan calendar, and with me are Rod and Sarah. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Good. Very good. We're uh, hanging out in Lake Mori, our old stomping grounds, after a fantastic one-day game day put on by the Green Mountain Gamers. Yeah, it, was, it really was a lot of fun. It's nice coming back here and just relaxing, playing some games. Yeah. I really like the one-day format. Go all out, and then relax the next yeah. day. You can blow your wad out once and not worry about pacing yourself for a weekend. That's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. You just go, 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 and then sleep in. So yesterday, in the morning, Rod, you taught this game, Zulkin the Mind Calendar. I did, I did. I taught Zulkin the Mind Calendar, uh, it's a new game. And Sarah uh, learned it at the same time. I did. I was the protege. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> we'll find out if the students uh, surpass the master in a little bit. I actually didn't play, so it's never the challenge isn't there yet, so. <laughs> you are, uh, you are uh, undefeated, is what I mean. Uh, no, <laughs> no, not in that game, but. All right. <laughs> so w- what is this game about? Uh, Zulkin the Mayan calendar, I mean, the theme is obviously the Mayans, and you, you, uh, you're you going through a calendar year in, in the Mayan um, in the Mayan year, you know. Um, the goal of the game is to um, please the gods and to bring prosperity to the Mayans through, of course, victory points and, and you know, various other things. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the game is kind of unique in that it has um, one unique, I'll, I'll call it unique mechanic. Mechanics. I don't know of another game that has it, but I have a wheel where you place your dice. And the wheel kind of dictates a lot of what goes on in your planning. Mm-hmm. And this wheel, it's not just you know a printed rondel. It's like a plastic thing that rotates around a peg, and there are other interlocking wheels. Right? It is. It is. There are actually um, uh, five wheels, five wheels on the on the on the thing, and each represents a different part of Mayan life, from uh, farming to getting their resources to their market, to their buildings, and then finally their religious wheel where you have crystal skulls, which is always great, and you place the crystal skulls to please their gods. So Yeah, the bits are very satisfyingly solid. You know, they're not a cheap cardboard bit. They're little crystal skulls or actual little plastic crystal skulls. Mm-hmm. Great. So you you are placing people or workers on the on these wheels? It, it is it is a worker placement game. You you start with three Mayan workers and you place them on the wheels and you pay corn to um, place them out there. Um, and there's a there's a formula for placing more. Um, so it, corn is corn is the uh, money so to speak of the game. Um, so you you place them out there and then every every turn the wheel will turn one maybe two times mm-hmm. and then when you pull them off the wheel is when you take whatever action space they're in. Mm-hmm. So it's actually the mechanics are, are quite simple. You're placing, mm-hmm. you're pulling off, you're taking actions. Um, planning where the wheels are going to end up and making sure you can pull guys off at the right times, that's where the strategy comes in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it a sort of situation where even if you think you've counted out where your people are going to be in three turns, it, the, the wheel may move in a way you didn't predict? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It can. It can. Um, it, it doesn't happen often um, because there is a mechanic that allows the wheel to move twice, and each player can do it basically once a game. Yeah. Um, when they are a start player. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, you can plan it out. But 
you have to really there's a spatial element to it i think yeah where you have to kind of see all right if i get the wheel here on this track and i need something because the tracks are interchangeable what you need on one wheel will affect another wheel uh-huh. so you have to make sure you can get that one before you do this mm-hmm. one so it's, it's one of those and there's a there's a spatial it took me a number of plays to really wrap my head around the spatial part of it i mean yeah. the game itself is easy to play but yeah i like that that it had a and the each player's ability to speed up the the wheel movement a little bit adds a bit of unpredictability which is pleasant you find unpredictability pleasant yes limited <laughs> unpredictability <laughs> predictably predict, unpredictability yes exactly very good and it's predictable in that you know that they can do that. Yes, and then, and then it's limited, and, it and then it's done, right. and everybody. So you place your people on the wheels, the wheels spin, you take your people off when they're in the zone you want them to be in. Correct. Then they're never forced off the wheel, you're, you're waiting to score them in the right spot. They can be forced off the wheel in the fact that you just let them ride to the end. I mean, the wheels do end. They get kicked off. They get kicked off. It's very rare that that would happen, that you would just let a, a person go, and, and actually... Um, the the what we mentioned the, the ability to move it twice you cannot do that if you're going to actually force someone off the wheel mm-hmm. so the only way it happens is if, if you let them ride to the end and, and i can't see anyone doing that because even at the end the last two spaces of, of every wheel or what they call free spaces you can use any space any action on that wheel so you, you may ride it to the end not knowing what you're going to do with that particular worker but you're going to eventually pull them off and do something yeah. with them I would have thought it'd be something like a decreasing returns the longer you leave your person on the wheel, but it, oh, it rewards a, you for waiting. Yeah, it's actually increasing returns. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, the yeah. better actions are at the higher end of the wheel. The longer yeah. you stay out there, the better actions are at the higher end. I yeah. see. So once you take your person off the wheel, do they convert immediately into victory? Well, they convert into whatever you need. Uh, like on the resource wheel, that you could get a crystal skull. There's a there's an action space. You pull them off. You get a crystal skull. You get wood. You get stone. Mm-hmm. You get your resources. You may get corn. You may be able to build a building. You take whatever action is there. Yeah. Um, on the religious wheel, where you're placing the crystal skulls, you're appeasing the gods. That's where you would get victory points. And, okay. And um, you move up the temples, and there's technology. I mean, there's there's a lot to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, the base mechanics are pretty simple. You, you put down, pay for it, you pull off, take the action. But the actions themselves are are where the meat of the game is, and that's where you. you you need the interaction between the wheels because you need mm-hmm. like a crystal skull from one wheel to appease the gods on another wheel, mm-hmm. for example. So it's, you're taking your wood and your corn and such and you're making buildings and Correct. crops and such. Right. So it's kind of like a, help me out here, guys. I don't play these games. Uh, well, <laughs> well, well, it's a worker placement resource management. Yeah. Um, like a Kalos maybe? Yeah, like, kind of like a Kalos. Um, it's the only one I've played. <laughs> uh, a sieve building even? I mean, because you're building buildings. Are there tech trees? There is a tech tree, uh, a very limited tech tree, in that you can, um, you know, you can move up in these technologies, which allow you to become better at farming or better at um, getting resources or better at building. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. there's a religious one that you know allows you to do things on the religious wheel. Um, so yeah, and, and there's a little bit of everything in it. So you know, it's your standard euro that, yeah. that does everything. A lot of different things are coming together, right, to to make the formula. And victory. like any euro. There's just never enough time, never enough actions. It's got a, it's got a mechanic about feed with uh, like Agricola or Lahav where you have to feed your people at certain yeah. times, and, mm-hmm. and that's ne- there's just never enough. You're always trying to do this and balance this. And, Are, um, do workers die of starvation in this game? 
they don't die. <laughs> the workers don't die, no, but you lose victory points if they if you can't feed them. Mm -hmm. so. right. They don't die. And you can get more workers. I mean, there's a spot on one of the wheels. Mm -hmm. So you can build your workers. You know, so you have the ability to get more actions. So. so, Rod, since you were teaching the game, you clearly like it enough to learn it well enough to teach. Yes. What, what, uh, what in particular grabbed you about it when you first tried it? Um, oh, I like Euros in general. Sure. But um, Zulkin, I really like the wheels. i got to tell you, you put it into a nice-looking yeah. game. Um, the wheels are great, and I've seen some, mine is not like this, but I've seen some where people have painted the wheels, mm. and it's it really just a nice-looking game. The pieces are nice. But the wheel is just something different in, a, in one of these worker placement games, and it adds a bit of strategy and when to place, when to pull off, mm -hmm. um, how, to, how to time things so that it's working right. Um, you know, there's just a lot about the game. That's the strategy. I mean, these games are all easy to play, as far as I can tell. I mean, I, I never have trouble learning mechanics, but strategy is 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 much much deeper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What were your first impressions yesterday, Sarah? I I really liked it. I the the wheel really is. At first, I thought it was going to be a novelty, but it really wasn't. It added, like you were saying, Rod, this spatial element that was very interesting and fascinating. Mm -hmm. I, I liked it a lot. I, I felt I'd like to play it again before I have a, a full opinion about it, but I felt like it was missing. The, it was just a little too hard to get everything you wanted. That Any of these resource management games, the point is that you're you constantly feel like you're catching up, that you don't have, you need one more, one more turn, one more action to do what you want. But this this one somehow it was it was just too much like that. I, I wanted, I don't know what I wanted. <laughs> Harder than some of the others, maybe, and it, it, a little more difficult to get what you needed. Yeah, exactly. Like I felt like it was it it was too difficult to get what mm -hmm. I needed mm -hmm. for for what the game was. Right, and we've discussed there's there's yeah. one action, uh, a trade action that is a very important action, which allows you to take corn and resources and trade them back and forth so you can yeah. get what you need. Um, and we were discussing earlier about you know, it's, it is an action spot. You have to be on that action spot to do that. Yeah. Maybe allowing you to do that on the fly. Yeah. I, I, I agree, maybe, but I, it might make yeah. it too easy to. Yeah. yeah, or it could be part of the like the tech tree where, you know, as you move up the tech, you know, the first one is you can trade wood and corn interchangeably, and the next one you can change stone and corn interchangeably, interchangeably and mm -hmm. right. you sort of earn earn those. But having it just be one action space on the whole board was pretty merciless. <laughs> right. And I have to, I, I think I have to agree. I think it's yeah. one of the harder ones out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I've played Ricola, La Havre, all these, and, and they're all very tight. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's not enough, never enough actions, but. Zulkin, I just you know, with the spatial element and you know the fact that everything's in motion, yeah, yeah, constantly. That, yeah, that it's, it can be hard to to see what you need to do. Yeah, I did, I did very much enjoy it, and I would play it again, for sure. Uh, I just felt, I just, I just wanted to like tweak something about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> did it, you're thinking maybe it needs an introductory version, or or a, the family edition like Agricola has, stripped down rules. No, not so much stripped down rules. Like it, it's more that it's 
It's more that I want to change something about the game inherently. <laughs> <laughs> Be less hard. Yeah. Why is that so difficult? <laughs> yeah, the easy yeah. version. Or maybe if there were more of those spaces, I don't. I don't know. It's yeah. it was. It's like it's a bottleneck of the game, and that's that's always difficult. That you know, within like in Agricola, when you're making your family members or. Um, or anything where there's only one space and everybody wants to do that thing, mm-hmm. that's a bottleneck in a game. But this this mechanic of trading being the bottleneck was frustrating. particularly frustrating. And it felt like that's not where it should bottleneck. Right, because typically trading is where people can get around the bottleneck. Right, right, right exactly. Right. I, I think it's, it's an extremely unforgiving game. Mm-hmm. If you make... A mistake. It's you, it's very hard to catch up. Yeah. More so than in Agricola or Lahab. Yeah. I mean, Agricola and Lahab, you can almost change your strategy mm-hmm. on the fly because you have that ability to, to go where other people aren't. Yeah. yeah. With Zolkin, it's everyone's got to kind of do the same sort of thing. So it's it's unforgiving if you miss yeah. something or if you pull at the wrong time or you place at the wrong time. It's it's a very unforgiving yeah. game. Mm-hmm. It did have that same feeling of you know good old Catan where. If you're too far behind, you will not be able to catch up. Yeah. So you 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 know you're playing out the game and you don't have a chance and it's just yeah, it, is, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're throwing your cards at people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this is a game where you make mistakes and you're screwed, or can the game sometimes just screw you by virtue of the way things fall? I I think it's you make mistakes. Yes. And, and the mistakes can be made. Quite easily, like I said, in this game, because of the complexity mm-hmm. and the motion of the wheels, and the, you know, when you're planning on one thing and it doesn't quite go, and you know, you're looking, you go, oh, I, you know, I missed placing here, mm-hmm. so my timing is off to place here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I missed getting the crystal skull, so I'm going to ride off this wheel over the religious wheel over here, and I've wasted not just one turn, but because of the wheels, you've wasted a, that, a bunch that, of a them. bunch of yeah. turns. Yeah. You know, um, and the other thing is, I mean, there's always the option in this game to just pull off and not take the action. That's true. But again, yeah. then you've wasted however many turns that, that, that worker has been out there. Yeah. And I think that's it. You're tying up workers for a longer time in this game yeah. than, say, in an agricola or a hob where you go out, you place them for a turn, and then they come back. Here, they could be tied up for three, four, five, six turns before yeah. um, they show any kind of benefit. It, I, thinking about it, it really reminds me of the spatial component of Rota, robo-rally. Mm. Where you have oh, to that's true. Yeah. program the robot's actions out, and if you and and an, and if another player interacts with you in a way you didn't predict, you are, you're completely off the rails for a long time. Yeah, and very similar. Yeah, yeah, very similar. That's true. Um, the other thing is, you know, another drawback to the game, and I've seen it is is, is it does lend itself to analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because you really have to sit and go, okay, this wheel turns, this wheel turns. When I get here, here, then you know, will I be able to do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's you know. Which I don't mind, especially in a game like that when you know it's coming. You know, because you you know I'm like that too. I'll sit there and think, think a little more. It's a brain burner. Mm-hmm. So the wheel mechanics, fairly novel. Is that something you see taking off and becoming like a subgenre of a worker placement, where workers get shifted around? I would like to see it in an, in something else. Yeah, um, maybe just something with a with a different theme that it, it it's an extra dimension to the game mm-hmm. certainly maybe not a wheel i'm trying you know i can't think off the top of my head of a different way of moving workers but um there is another game trajan by stephen feld that mm. that moves 
I won't call them workers, but there's beads that move through. I'm not sure what the mechanic is called. Mm. Um, but they move through and you pull them out at certain times and you can use them. And, and it's more of a, like a cup thing where they're moving through. Uh, I mm. don't, I'm not sure exactly how it, have you played Trajan? Yeah. Um, I played it once. And it was kind of an interesting mechanic in that you're moving around and you've got to make sure that everything moves and things move at certain times. And it, this kind of reminded me of that, but on a more uh, more spatial. I mean, that you could, Trajan was easier to see where, where everything was going to end mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that there might be a good market for people to try doing this more often with that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whether it takes off, I don't know. Zolkin is doing well in, on Board Game Geek. Uh, it's moving up the ranks to yeah. the top 100. People like it. Um, so, but if it's got staying power, you know, we don't know yet. Yeah. Just it seems like in the past there have been like spates of game mechanics, like the Rondel games. So we seem to be popular for a while. Uh, that those are some of my favorite games, the Rondel games. Um, Matt Gertz, who who designs most of them, is is you know. Those are fantastic navigator, imperial, uh, antiki, antiki duelum, hamburgum. I mean, I own all of them. They're great games, mm -hmm. and I love the rondel mechanic. That's easier to do in that you're just you know yeah. your, your actions are in a in a round, and you know where you can yeah. go, and you can kind of plan that better than this. Yeah. Hmm. But again, the rondel mechanic didn't take off spectacularly it's it's a it's one guy's thing yeah. one guy's thing and it's kind of a cult following a yeah. lot of people. yeah people that like it like it yeah it, it's very interesting i don't know i certainly wouldn't want all my games to be to have that element but it's a it's different and interesting mm -hmm. so the two of you are pretty big euro gamers and that, that's your field and mm -hmm. you you go for the things that euro games bring out which is a lot of number crunching and stuff like that so when you come to a game where it encourages spatial thinking are you? Do you find yourself having to think differently, or are you just still still feeling out how Zulkin's how how Zulkin would play out? Like, are, are, is it? Do you have to shift from numbers to to a, to a spatial awareness? You have to do both because you have you you still need that numbers. You still need certain resources to build certain things to get to victory points. Mm -hmm. But with that spatial additive of of the wheel moving and everything in motion and trying to make everything work so that you can get those things at the right times. Mm -hmm. um, it adds, I think it adds dimension, which I really enjoy. Yeah. I'd be interested to, see, interested to see how some people who don't go for the number crunching games um, would adapt and not adapt to this. And like Maybe people who are more spatially and visually oriented mm -hmm. in their thinking can navigate Zulkin more easily than the numbers oriented people. Yeah, that would, that would be interesting. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. Let's suggest a scientific paper on the subject. <laughs> we'll get Dartmouth uh, Game Lab on it. Yeah. Tilt factor. If you were going to recommend this to somebody, what were the, the what would be the qualities you you point out to them? I think I'd I, I would probably sell it as a worker placement game with a twist. That it a spin. A spin, perhaps. Yes. <laughs> hmm. uh, you know that it it does it feels like a like a dominion or not dominion a dominant species or, or or a stone age it has a similar mechanic to that worker placement but the but the wheel is a interesting twist and an interesting spin mm -hmm. it it just adds a a little something different 
Um, I, I think I agree with I think I agree with Sarah. I mean, yeah. it's 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 the wheel that makes this such a unique game. Yeah. You know, and adds that dimension to it. Uh, you know, I, personally, I, I like the theme as well, and I thought mm -hmm. it was genius bringing that Mayan calendar right before the end of the world last year. Right, yeah. it's true. It was so, well timed. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, get your get your game in before the world ends. Yeah. You know? um, but uh, uh, the other thing is the quality of the game. Mm -hmm. It really is a beautiful looking game, you know, like like Sarah said, the crystal skulls are actually blue plastic and they're really cool looking, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. You just want to be Indiana Jones and take the crystal skull. And, yeah, and, know, and so the gears like, are, are solid and yeah. you're not, you, you don't have to worry about, you know, ripping it or it's, it's, it's a well... Put together. Yes, yeah, so it's well. And, and the wooden bits are good. Yeah. Everything is, yeah. everything is solid. Everything yeah. is good. There, I can't complain about any of the bits and... And you sell it as a unique, uh, anybody that likes worker placement or resource management with a twist or yeah. a spin, yeah, exactly. um, I think would like it. I really do. Um, takes a lot to wrap your head around, but if you play it enough, you, you figure yeah. it out. Sounds like a real revolution in yeah. Euro games. Mm -hmm. I hope so, I, and I hope there's more <laughs> like it. <laughs> Am I missing something? Revolution. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't in your orbit. No. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh you could do like a space-themed something with Ooh, different, maybe not orbital. gears, but somehow is orbital. Mm -hmm. An orbital. Yeah. Absolutely. Stations and, come into alignment with. And you're you're like shipping, yeah, like shipping mm -hmm. things from planet to planet, and yeah. any designer draft this there? up. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll. Copyright Sarah Cooper, 2013. <laughs> any designers out there? <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> For people who want to check out uh, the publisher who who uh, put Zulkin out, we'll have the link in the show notes. Any closing thoughts, Sarah and Rod, on Zulkin and um, spinning Euro games? Give it a try. Yeah, I, you know, if you like Agricola, you like Lahab, you like a dominant yeah. species, like a worker placement, at least try it. You know, yeah. it's, I think you know, you mm -hmm. either like it or you won't. The spatial will be good for you or yeah. not. And the wheel will work or not for you. Different. It's interesting. It'll almost certainly be played at Carnage and Killington this year. Mm, yes, it, yes. It will absolutely be played at Carnage. Probably other events like uh, the Green Mountain Gamers uh, Game and Grill this summer. I would, I would expect it to mm -hmm. be there too. I expect, it, I expect it to show up at a lot of, um, since it came out in December of last year, I expect it to be showing mm. up at a lot of conventions mm -hmm. this year. It's relatively new. Yep. And like you said, it's, it's moving up through the top 100. Flying up through the top 100. And it is available in the United States, so yeah, and that's big. Cool. All right, guys, thank you for coming on the show today. You've been listening to Carnage Cast, a production of NNEG LLC. All rights reserved. For more information, visit us at www.carnagecon.com.